Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the afternoon here on Ausbiz. Great to have your company live from our Barangaroo Studios. You've tuned into the call. We cover 10 stocks suggested by you. I put them to an expert panel. We do it all in one hour on this Tuesday, the 22nd of November. And our two experts today on the panel, Rudy Philippic van Dyke from FN Arena. Mark Morland from Team Invest. Welcome, gents. How are you? Good to see you. Yeah, good and to see you as well. How <coughs> uh, yeah, things, good, Rudy? Good, good to see you too as well. Oh, gee, he seems so excited, doesn't yeah. he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, I and don't it, think And it's so. sincere too. <coughs> always, always. It's the uh, Dutch that comes out in him. <laughs> Look at his face, the great poker face. All right, um, we got a lot to get through today. These guys always are fascinating, so we don't want to stuff around. Uh, first five stocks in this half hour, EBOS Group, Steadfast, Hub24, Breville and Wes Farmer. Stock of the day that I choose, and I knew who was coming on the panel this morning, <laughs> and I thought... I've got to cover this technology one. Full year revenue increased to 18% to $369 million in an update this morning. Uh, full year profit after tax up 22% to $89 million. Remember, this is a tech stock and annual recurring revenue rose 25%. Expects, uh, uh, expenses expected to fall next year because of synergies with Cientia uh, was realised. Business expects margin growth to continue. Uh, next financial year, over the coming years, it expects a 35% increase in margins, wow. a special dividend of $0.02 cents a share to a final dividend of $0.10.8 cents a share. Let's see how it's performing up 4% um, today after that announcement. Now, it's a bit of a toss-up uh, between who is the number one fanboy for Technology One, but I think by a narrow margin, it must go to Rudy. Rudy, what do you think of it? Um, a, you've, for years, ever since we've been doing the call, you've said this is your number one stock yes, on the share market. To keep in your portfolio. Yep. If, may I make a suggestion? When you have Mark and me on and you pick technology one, I think you should play some music from the background. My suggestion would be the theme music of the 18. All right, we will do that next time. All right. But if there is one. In fact, that'll be a bit of fun between now and the end of the year. Jared, who drives uh, the show, we need theme music, appropriate theme music for each of the panels, I think, is the introduction. And I'm pretty certain that both Mark and I are more than happy to take a big cigar. And yeah. we go, we love it when the plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> and that is usually, that that's is usually what happens one. when Technology One reports results, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, mean, um, I mean, a lot of investors, they, they constantly want the next, the next big thing. And, and yeah. in, in technology, there are many more companies that, at face value, offer much more exciting technology. I mean, uh, 
Ystack, Altium, Zero, they often get analysts excited, even the likes of uh, Live360 and yep. um, Hub24, Hub for example. Technology one at face value is actually quite boring as a from a technology perspective. I mean, Morgan Stanley recently issued a, a report on the local technology sector and they basically described the, the software that technology one sells to its customers as nothing special. Mm. Uh, and a lot of the other companies, of, of course, they have much more exciting. Uh, but, but if you go down to the basics and um, since 2004, uh, we had a little bit of a NASDAQ uh, fallout in, in the years before that. But since 2004, um, this company has basically grown double digits in pretty much every year, maybe with the exception of one, I believe, when they only did 7%. Ooh, only 7 um, Last time I did the calculations, uh, over 10 years, the return was 1,100%. Yep. Um, where, 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 <coughs> do you, where do you actually... Apart from the fact that um, this is simply, apparently, non-exciting as a technology company, but has a churn <coughs> of less than 1% and, and has double-digit growth every single year, um, you can only d discuss, I think, about the, the share price right? mm -hmm. and the valuation. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I mean, maybe you don't want to chase it when on a day like today when it's, it's obviously on the up. Usually what happens is that once the result is out, uh, some, some profit taking kicks in and, and often the weakness can be 5, 6, maybe even 10% sometimes. Right. Maybe that's when you, you just have to pick your level essentially. It's a bit yep. like ProMedicist. I mean, everyone always goes like, it's a high valuation, yes, but it always performs. Yep. And yep. those stocks, they never trade on single digit EPs. I mean, you, you're way too late. 2004 would be the day. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, to, uh, to achieve that. So now you just have to pick your level. So I think this is a solid hold. Right. And I would, uh, I would, if there is a stock that you can confidently say, I put in the bottom drawer of my portfolio. This is it. I challenge anyone else to come up with a better one. Okay. So you've been in it a long time. So yes. you've, you've done well out of it. $12. Yes. You're saying if it pulls back to say 10. Oh, definitely. Right. But the question now is, will, will it will now it pull, will back, now pull okay. back to 10? Well, this year, it's it has been there. around yeah, yeah. that yeah, yeah. 10. Uh, Mark, what's your view? Well, CNE's been um, one of our best wealth winners at Team Invest. Uh, I've been yep. a shareholder for uh, 13 years. Yep. Um, and I've done ex extraordinarily well on it. So you've done, your thousand percent. you've done your 1,000%. You've done your 1,000%. I've done more than 1,000%. Yeah. And it's the only the, the thing I, mistake I made was not putting more money in where we had opportunities where the share price was quite low. Now there was a, it went down to 470. If you, I could give you some, it's quite amazing how mm. when there's a market uh, drop, yeah, yeah. everything comes down. Um, Jared, can we bring up the five year chart again? Let's, yeah, there, yeah, there we go. That's it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so if you look, that's five years. And over the 10 yeah. years, there was a short seller report a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it came down to $7.61, I remember. Right. That was I did buy a few. That, that was 2019, I, I should have bought more. 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But exactly. just talk about yeah, the business for a second. Drop down I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing about 10 is what it does is it epitomizes what we class as an outstanding business. It was founder-led with Adrian DeMarco, very conservative. So what he did is he designed a brilliant business concept for being reliable, uh, a reliable growth business. Mm. This is the problem. When people look at technologies, and I totally agree with what Rudy said, that TNE's technology is nothing special. Basically, it's 
uh, enterprise management software, but they, they were smart in going for a couple of very defined verticals. So they went for uh, councils, so they're the major supplier for councils in Australia. Uh, is the biggest area. They do a lot in education, Catholic, church, Catholic uh, schools and so on. Very specific. So what they did mm. is they developed their technology to solve their problems specifically. Mm. And others were general, like SAP. SAP's their biggest competitor with yeah. councils, but that's like a massive program, cost of fortune, complex, you know, and all the rest of it. So what TNE did is they got into the councils um, and they have what's called a trapdoor moat. Once you're in, you can't get out. We love trapdoor moats. Moats are good goes to sustainability of earnings. A trapdoor moat means that the cost of moving is so great no one ever moves. Right. So if you're a council and I've got a fully integrated T&E system which everything's on that payroll, managing approvals, everything, yeah. <laughs> uh, how easy is it to change it? It's just yeah. about impossible. Yeah. You know, yeah. Without having a, like a year program and cost of fortune. So it's got, a, and what that does is it goes to, and then the model, the way they charge, <clears throat> it's charged on a per seat basis and so on. It has an inflation increase automatically built in. Uh, plus the, the fees increase every year because they're updating it. Right. So as they add new clients, and it's the same as PME, so it's exactly the same model. It's a great, great model. And it's been very conservatively run, no debt, um, and they obviously deliver a good experience with their clients. They've now expanded into the UK, and that's now in profit, a profitable area. They did it the hard way. They didn't go and buy a business like most companies do. They sent Aussies over, hung up a shingle, banged on the doors, yeah. And now have 19 last I checked mm -hmm. councils in Greater London, and they're doing the same thing in the UK well. over here. Yeah, right. and then eventually they'll probably do the US the same way, <coughs> slow and steady. Yeah, uh, from our point of view, it gives yeah. us these spectacular returns. Now, just talking about price now, I'll just finish off because I could, I could wrap yeah. it on all day, obviously. Yeah, well, we know. Um, I was about <laughs> to say, <laughs> and we look at some you're just as bad. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you jammed him into a corner. <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed about the price going up as much as it has. <laughs> right. Because uh, I have had an order in at $7 for a while. It might have expired by now, I'm not sure. But, right. but it's just slowly <laughs> gone away. But it's on a 51 PE at right. the moment. Its EPS growth rate's running at something like 15 now. Mm. You know, I don't have to rework it out with the latest yeah, numbers. It's, 15, it's gone up, no. yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's a very heavy PE uh, for, a, for a fantastic business. But the PE is in the red, which means from in the top quartile of its range. So it's always, PE and t &E's had a high PE for the last six or seven right. years. So um, it's, it's expensive on that metric. To get into the uh, bottom quartile is where we like buying it is nine ninety three, which comes back to Rudy when he was saying ten dollars a good price, right. and then it, it'll go there. Right. I think you know it probably because you know, we'll have some sort of market right. space. Let, I don't let, think T and E will do anything let, that'll let, cause let, it. Let's just hope for both of us that none of the international players get some ideas and buys it or tries to buy it. Well, they'd, have, they'd, they'd buy it and we'd get a big payout, but it'd be very yeah, disappointing. Well, exactly. It would yeah. be very I'm, I'm disappointing because it's a one off and. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're both saying so so many um, people on the on the expert panels, our analysts have been saying, even though it's a Santa rally at the moment, there's got to be another leg down next year. Don't get too carried away with how the market's done. This is at the top of your list for when the crunch comes next well, year. Well, I've often said that I think TNE's arguably the best company on the ASX. Right. Because you can, you can come up with a case for that. It is definitely the most consistent yeah. one. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So put on your list if it gets to $10. So it's a hold. Or below. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good solid. It's long hold. All right. Hold. Lindsay wants a view. Um, there are, surprise, surprise, listening to these two, you would think maybe there's no other stocks on the share market. But there are. Uh, Lindsay wants a view, uh, Mark, on EBOS Group. Uh, the pharmaceutical wholesaler and distributor in Australia and New Zealand. 
Um, what do you think of EBOS? <coughs> uh, not much. It's, um, it's not bad. Uh, the pharmaceutical area is very tough. Um, it's very, very competitive and it seems very difficult to make any sort of decent returns on it. Um, it fails on return on capital for us at 7%. We have a minimum of 10. Um, so it's, it's okay. Uh, if I look at it, the current PE is 28 and on its EPS growth rate over the last six years has averaged 8.8, which is not bad, with high stability. So it's not a bad business at all. Um, and what the, the PE have been that high for 8% growth though, we're showing our default return of about 7.8% a year, which is not bad. Yep. Uh, we have a minimum of 10 usually we, we like, but look, it's up to, it's up to mm. individuals on how they see it. Um, as I said, fails on return on capital, but that's only by a bit. Um, debt is, uh, is not uh, bad and it's a bit, it's a bit, uh, it's too bit high on, high in, it's in the red on its PE. So I would say if you've got it, I wouldn't sell it unless yep. you had something better to do. It's a hold, so, yeah. but I wouldn't buy it. Really? Oh, well, we have some disagreement. Good. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, it doesn't just do wholesale, by the way. It also owns a few um, <coughs> uh, of those chemist uh, chains that we know in Australia. Right. And it recently added uh, pet products and services. Yeah, veterinary stuff. Um, so, uh, we all spend so much on pets. Right? Uh, that's, I mean, this is a New Zealand company that uh, I think from memory five or six years ago came to Australia, has done actually remarkably well. Uh, has taken orders away from the Australians, uh, has built out a very solid business, and you'll see on the on the bottom line and the revenue that is actually quite has been quite a consistent performer. Somewhere in the background, because it never gets really people's attention, I quite for that reason I I, I tend to like it a lot more than than Mark does. The only thing uh, I can have against it now is uh, the, the recent share price rally. You saw it on the on mm. the chart. It's been quite steep over the past. 10 days or so. Um, I suspect, also following on from your comment, that a lot of people think we will have some, at least volatility, if not some weakness next year. I suspect the market is turning defensive here and is, is trying to weed out those companies that are <coughs> very right. unlikely to issue profit one well, next year. A, that's a 20% growth well, in that's a in month. Exactly, exactly. And that's so if you had asked me Somewhere in somewhere <coughs> in the uptrend, there I would have said like yes, I like it a lot. Right. Now the only thing I have to say now the only thing I don't like about it now is the yeah. share price. Right. So I would say if you own it, definitely hold it because yeah. it also pays uh, a reasonable dividend, and and there's no reason because they recently gave an update on their AGM. There's no reason why they wouldn't grow again this year. Right. Um, the only well, one of the question marks is that West Farmers bought API Australian yeah. Pharmaceutical Industries. In certain areas, they will compete. Yeah. So it may well be that successful mass farmers will, at some stage, put a dent in their model. But they do a lot more, right. way more. Their business what model. Why did they drop so much in two twenty? Their earnings collapse in um, two twenty. What, what do you think? Uh, lockdowns. Okay. You can't operate if, if everything goes into lockdown. I mean, yeah. that, and yeah. that's obviously that okay. expense is very, very, yeah. very. That sort of bucket up their stability a bit too, from our point of yeah, view. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a, a nuisance. So there's a context. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like it a lot. It's very consistent, has mm. been so far. It, yeah, does, right. it does the occasional acquisitions and, 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 and it all works well. Um, but yeah, but at this, at this point in time, the, 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 the rally has been uh, quite, quite fierce. Okay. All right. Uh, our next stock, uh, Linda wants a view, Rudy, on Steadfast Group, the largest. Mm. General Insurance Broker Network in Australia and New Zealand, 420 brokers, 2,000 offices, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore and the UK. Yes, and it, um, it also 
has performed uh, quite well. I think, if I remember correctly, we, we spoke about it one of the previous times we were on, I think. Right. Now, for people who are not familiar, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of insurance companies. Uh, clim climate change <coughs> and weather events would be one of the reasons. Right. Um, but these guys, they actually are on the coattails of insurance companies. And yeah. they're also very big in, um, <coughs> in property. Like, they yeah. will insure your property against anything that can go wrong and, and business interruption and that type of insurance. So it's not necessarily your um, common life insurance or something like that. No. Um, and they obviously they're doing very well. What they do particularly well as well is they, on occasion, acquire other companies and then integrate them successfully. Yeah. And, and my understanding is they, they have an international business um, which is called uh, Unison Steadfast, I believe. And one of the brokers yesterday or, to, or this morning issued a report and were very uh, positive about prospects there. Mm. So there's no, there's no shortage in growth there. Disadvantages, uh, it's still, although it's the largest in Australia we have of its sort, we have also Aus brokers and, and some smaller ones, it's still in the bigger scheme of things a small cap company. So with that sometimes, also with technology yeah. one, you, get, you can get quite a lot of volatility at times. And the other thing, of course, is that, um, um, as you saw the chart, the, five year high. the share the price, share price. Has, has performed uh, quite consistently throughout the year. Again, that defensive nature, I think. Yep. And, but it's by, no means, uh, it's by no means overvalued or anything. Um, so I think you can, you can actually buy it here, or you can also, if you want to wait for a little bit. But again, um, it doesn't, when, when, when weakness kicks in, it doesn't go well beyond the $5 mark, on my observation. So I think the market is quite uh, positive about its prospects. Mm -hmm. And um, so I don't think it will, it, will, it will get a lot of weaker here because the market is getting increasingly, right. increasingly positive about this company. But I, 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 I can see how you can buy it here. Okay. Ma, would you uh, buy it here? No. <coughs> it's, it, uh, it's, 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 it's an okay company. Uh, it's about seven billion market. Oh no, it's not five no, no, billion no. market cap. By the way, five? Ebos. <coughs> just correction. Okay, yeah. correction. It was this one I was looking at when I said Ebos had a big drop in the, in two thousand twenty. Oh, right. oh, okay. Didn't. Yeah, oh, right. It was straight through. So I was saying, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. these guys did. Yes. <laughs> Which is interesting because you think of brokering, yeah. issue insurance. Insurance mm. is something that people can't. They can go in and out in some cases. I still haven't investigated why it is, but I have a suspicion that was because everything on property went on hold. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of it's to do with trucking. Yeah. Because apparently a lot of the, um, and I, we know this from Ausbiz as well, where a lot of the, uh, if you're a trucker, and so yeah. on, the insurance is really expensive mm. yeah, for freight haulage and yeah. so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're not carrying stuff or they stop work or whatever, they stop their insurance. So a lot oh, of them okay. pay insurance by the month. Right. So okay. if I'm not working these months, I'm not paying the insurance. Yeah, Seriously, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't yeah. think so, but that's yeah, yeah, how it yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. So I suspect that's part of it. But no, it's okay. Um, so again, on return on capital is about seven percent, so it doesn't sort of pass our basic filters. And because of that, we never look at it. So we right. have these screens to save effort. The mm. idea is, you know, this just shows all the good ones, and then we won't worry yeah, about yeah, looking, yeah. trying yeah. to make a case on other companies. Right. But it's okay. There's nothing. Yeah. I, I sort of agree with Rudy. It's a, it's a business that is, should be non-cyclical. But it does yes. seem to have a yeah. bit. It will, it will um, still And apart from the big drop they had in 220, yeah. it's had consistent growth. Mm. Um, and, you know, yeah. you ha it's a, they're a broker, so they're not carrying any risk. No. Now, they, they, they're ticket clippers. Yeah. That's so, right. are you saying no or a hold? Oh, well, I can't say buy it because it's... No, it's, that's it's, right. <laughs> Would you so hold, hold it if yeah, you're still... Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not okay. Right. All right. Uh, and now, well, financial, uh, Steadfast is one financial. This is a different one. Uh, which uh, has been <coughs> sent in to us by Bruce, wants uh, a view on Hub24, Mark. Uh, 
this is a platform to uh, for accountants, financial advisors to um, run their their admin and investments for clients. What do you think? Uh, of yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's yet a pretty sexy <coughs> sector, isn't it? With yeah, net, no, it net wealth. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it passes. It passes our um, uh, nearly all our filters. It's um, you're right. It's in, it's in a it's in a sexy area. Its EPS growth rate has averaged 14.7 over the last six years, but not that stable. So it sort of peaked in 17 and then dropped off and then it's going up again. But overall, uh, sales have been growing at 13% a year with 90% stability. So that's that's okay. Mm. So they're definitely making inroads into what mm. is a competitive market. There's, right. there's quite a few players mm. in here. And they've like been the smallest. Haven't they have, they? and they're a lot of the opportunity for them is the the demutualization, I think you can call it that, if we can call it that, for um, banks getting rid of insurance. So there's a lot, there's been a lot of uh, shuffling of the decks chairs in the industry, which creates opportunities. Right. So you get new groups starting, breakaways, so they have to make decisions on what platforms. It's perfect time to uh, change what you're using, which would be a trapdoor moat mm. <laughs> under normal circumstances. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's okay, it's on a high P of 55, but for them, that's at the top of the green. So that's the top of, top mm. of the bottom quartile. It's had a very, very high PE, right. uh, been above 75 in the, in the red which is a lot for those earnings. But if you're going to compare that to say TNE, uh, I'd take TNE, if you're going to, even though TNE is, because it's similar on pricing and similar on mm. EPS growth. Right. Yeah, so um, there, there you go. Okay. So, so it's yes, okay, but no, I wouldn't buy it. Uh, wouldn't buy it? Maybe, no. maybe, maybe time to remind all of us that when you, when you quote uh, PEs, it's backward looking. Trailing, yeah. uh, trailing PEs. Yeah, trailing PEs, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's why also they're so high. For, for growth company, they need to be high, otherwise you're not yeah. a growth company. Yeah. Um, I, again, I have to disagree. I am, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, uh, of uh, Hub24. Uh, people often ask me, why Hub24, why not NetWealth? Yes. Well, they're both uh, leaders in that challenger camp because that's basically that's why you own them. The industry is changing and it's, it's money is moving away from the large groups. AMP would be one, one prime example. That money has to end up somewhere and that en tends to end up with, with Hub and, and with NetWealth. A little bit less with premium, which I think is, is, is much, it's is much small, much less uh, solid and, 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 and in terms of quality. But the, the advantage of Hub24 is that it has lower margins than, uh, than net wealth. And, and why is that a, an advantage? Because they can increase their margins while the other ones have more difficulties with it. So there's more growth in, in right. Hub24. And also they tend to be, at this point in the cycle, better at attracting more funds. So the funds are moving away from the big players and they're moving to these guys. These guys have combined, I believe from memory, something like five or 6% market share. Yeah. And they're projected to, to grow that to between 10 and 15 over the next Whereas decade. Whereas net wealth is about 15, it's huh? market share. It's about no, that's 15 size. billion, I think, but not, right. not I, th I okay. think they're both of quite a, in the bigger scheme of things, quite a small market share oh, still. Okay. Right? Yeah. So they're, they're supposed to grow that or projected to grow that to, to between 10 and 15, which is a lot still, many, many years of growth. Yeah. The only thing that you can hold against them is um, if the share market is basically in a down year and it was in a down year this year, then it does impact on the growth, the right. top line growth. Because I mean, growth for, for them consists out of two factors, money coming in and the share market going up. So that, mm. th that's both growth. Share market not going up, you might get less money coming in. All of yep. a sudden the growth looks a lot worse. Yep. But in, 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 um, in general terms, I think this is a mid-30s, stock in the share price it's now mid 20s so pick your pick okay but of course it's we next year if you go through a down cycle again this share price will go down 
Right, and it has been below 20. <coughs> uh, if it gets there, I would say ESPN back, uh, buy it. Okay. But so I, 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 I would you buy it now or I, I, wait yes. till it gets to 20? I won't buy now because we're so close to next year and I'm, and I'm with you with right. that prediction. Mm -hmm. okay. But I, uh, if you really want to own it, you can always buy a small parcel, see how it goes and then add to it uh, next going. year when it, when it goes okay. weaker. Yeah. That, so that, that idea of buying a small parcel of anything that you're interested in, is <coughs> it gives you, it makes it serious because you've got skin in the game rather than um, I'll watch right. something. Yes. You I tend know. to forget about it. And Whereas if you got it, you didn't get the announcement. So yes. you get yes. Yes. That's right. I, I, I have my portfolio yeah. and then I have a watch list. Yeah. I'll pay you way more attention. <coughs> yes. Yeah, well, so the portfolio yes. list. If you look at Buffett's portfolio, right. he's got 90% of his money in the top five yeah. investments yeah. and then he's got about 200 yeah, with, yeah. with right. varying yeah. small amounts for him, yeah. Yeah, trivial um, amounts, because it's watching. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's watching positions. And it's also, it's, it's psychology. Yeah? The watch list is like you're always watching and you're always considering, oh, is it time or is it not? Yeah. When you already have a small parcel, it's much easier that you go, oh, I'll, I'll increase it. Yeah, that's right. right? And it's so much. So put you down as a nibble. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, like that instead of a buy, sell, hold, nibble. Nibble. Yeah, yeah, nibble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peter, let's go from uh, from your super superannuation and financial into the kitchen. Uh, Peter Rudy wants a view on Breville, the big uh, kitchen yep. wear manufacturer. Um, great during uh, lockdown. For, the yeah, yeah, yes. We, we always talk about technology. We spoke about this is normally not regarded technology, but this is actually technology. You know what I mean, the future when you, when your your fridge is going to tell your, your supermarket that new milk needs to be delivered. Yep. These guys are on the forefront of that. And we, it doesn't get much mm. attention because we're not really into that, into that world yet. I mean, the Samsung gets all the attention because they did a television screen into a fridge. Yep. But these guys are going to make our appliances talk to each other. Mm. Right? You, go, you go home and you get on your mobile phone, you go like, make me a coffee. Yep. And by the time you get home, there's, an, there's a nice espresso with just at the right temperature and all of that. Anyway, long story short, I'm a big fan of this company. Right. Um, oh, not at the moment though, and, and the reason for that is Europe. Europe is, is, is a very important market for them, and, and I think Europe is, is basically staring into the abyss. And, and somehow that has to have an implication for, for, for their sales. It's going to be that bad, you reckon? I think so, yes. Yeah. And, that, and so that's my worry. And, and you can argue whether it's in the share price or not, but then I'm also looking at North America and Australia, and I think consumer spending will come under pressure here as well. <coughs> These guys are not <coughs> the cheapest end of the market, but they're also not the most expensive one. They're in that middle part. Just out of risk management, I prefer to wait here and to see what, what, what transpires over the next year. Okay. But on a longer term view, I, I remain a big fan. And I think once we get past this whole recession thing and we go back to right. the future and technologies this is this could be one so of I know for you at the moment no okay uh, it is interesting um, I was speaking to one economist who said there's going to be a massive return to work in the UK um, over winter because mm. people will go to work to keep warm ah, just yeah. think of that yes how horrific that is to think that that will be the biggest motivator yeah. to keep warm yeah. and stay there late rather than pay for it at home so no um, more coffee at home no <laughs> <laughs> um and i was talking to one of the big four um sort of um, big accounting managerial um groups here so they put on a hiring freeze um until march next year they're so nervous about mm. where mm. things are going to go it's becoming self-fulfilling. 
Well, yeah, yeah. yeah the more, the more yeah. people do that. You know, it's well, and tech is laying off. Um, yeah. Everyone's just got a, a really nervous feel about next year. Half of Twitter is now blocking um, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's enjoying it though. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a showman. Uh, what do you think of Breville? Uh, Breville's an outstanding company. It's a yeah. um, we. It's been a team team invest wealth winner. Uh, it, it is often quite expensive though, you know. So, uh, but look, it's one of those companies Great that company, has performed it? consistently over time. It's got an EPS growth rate of about eleven and a half. Uh, cons- very consistent, 87%. Share price has been smashed. I don't look at share price. That's right. because, it yeah. just, that's because it's a growth <coughs> stock on a high multiple. Yeah, right. bond, bond uh, do and that. sales have been growing about 17.8. And as Rudy mentioned there, they're very strong. This is an Aussie company that mm. has internationalized successfully yep. in retail. But what they do is they, they design their own appliances and then get the manufacturers. So they're not a manufacturer, they're a marketing company. And yeah. they have been very, very good at it. They, they've done extremely well on Nespresso machines and everything to do with coffee, yep. which yep. I believe is more than 50% of their business now. Wow. Uh, and they bought a European company, which I can't remember the name, you know, it starts with an L, uh, which was fairly big. It was a fairly big acquisition. Yeah. And they are a company that makes grinders and so on in specialty coffee. So they're, right. they're yeah. building their positioning in, uh, in their incredible coffee player right. you know, in a very large market. Yep. So it's done very, very well. Channel equity is 17%. Uh, current PE with the pr- since, the, since the price has come down is 26, which for them is at the low end of the green. Mm. It's often in the 50s. Right. Uh, PE. So it's actually cheap at the moment relative to its normal performance. We're showing it returning uh, on our default metrics, which on conscious investor means the next five years average compound total return per year if they keep doing what they've been doing. So if things mm. just stay the same, mm. yep. you get about 20% a year return, which is outstanding. Margin of safety 7.5. So it'll be somewhere probably in that range, yep. which is outstanding. So I'll, it's a buy. Okay. Ignore Europe. Ignore Europe. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. If I make if I make a decision on yeah, yeah. you pick a macro trend in a certain area and then not yeah, do yeah. something, it's pretty stretching. It's yeah, stretching. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Agree. All right. Uh, has a has an ugly chart. This has an <coughs> ugly chart as well. Tim wants a view, Mark on uh, on Wes Farmers the. What, the listed private equity group, a lot of people describe it as. They, of course, have Bunnings, they have Officeworks, they've got a bit in coal, they've just got into lithium, Kmart. Um, Fertiliser. So, Fertiliser. So it's what, one of the old style yeah. industrial conglomerates, yeah. is it? It is. And it's, look, it, it's a very popular stock. I know and people mm. love it. And they say it's like a mini Berkshire Hathaway and all this sort of stuff. But in reality, though, their performance, if I look at the 10 years, the earnings are pretty flat. I mean, they've grown very slightly. We're showing the average EPS growth at about 3% with very right. high stability. So it's stable. Now, that's okay. You can make a really good return on a company that's making 3% EPS growth if you pay a low enough price for it. Uh, but the current P is 22, right. uh, which is in the low black. For them, that's not high, but it's you know, in the lower end. But still... I look at that in relationship to what the earnings are. And yes, they do have some quality businesses and people say, oh, what about Bunnings? It's the best. And all, that's all true. Yep. But at the end of the day, look at what it comes out of it mm-hmm. you know, as an investor. So what that means is I'm showing a negative uh, margin of safety return over the next five years no. of 5% and a, and a default of seven. So negative five to plus seven. So look, it's always been a quality business. They might do something new and exciting, which will you know, inspire the market and push the price up heaps. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, the core businesses are okay. Okay. But not for you? No. Ready? Oh, we have disagreement. Good. <laughs> Good. I think there's, there's not too many companies on the, on the stock exchange where I would say you buy them because of 
management and of, of because of their track record. And I think West Farmers is one of them. I mean, um, it's 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 actually quite difficult to get your head around because there's so much in there. But essentially, um, on many assessments, they run the, the best retail business in the country, which is Bunnings, essentially. Um, and Bunnings has obviously question marks now that we we, we are going to get a downturn in the local housing market. Hmm. Uh, now, how resilient Bunnings will be or not, uh, we also have the other, we have Kmart, uh, Officeworks. Um, I mean, Officeworks is never spectacular, but I don't know about you guys, but when it, whenever I need something for the office, mm. I go to Officeworks. Mm. Uh -huh. It's very reliable yep. and solid as a, as a, as a business. Um, so I think you, you, can, you, you can own it um, mm. because they, are, they have been proven to be very good um, capital allocators. And and there is, I mean, you can you can you can cheat a little bit. Uh, there is there is some uh, exposure to to lithium, which at the moment is not it's not doing anything. No. It's an asset somewhere, but they will develop it, and they will at some stage will have. Uh, and they're not known for it. No, either it's no. not driving no. their price. Not like no. a Minres. Or but there are but there are there are cyclical elements in there. They do workwear <coughs> and 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 fertilizers and and things like that as well. So uh, they're doing much in coal. They're making much out of coal at the moment. I don't think so. Why have it in yeah. cream again? Well, well yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it applies to West Farmers, I don't think. But um, I think West Farmers, at the end of the day, is a consumer spending story. Consu uh, I mean, and, and while consumer spending will, 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 will come under pressure next year, I think, um, it'll be about, are we still going to Bunnings and to Officeworks? Yep. Kmart, maybe? Yep. Uh, and I think the answer will be yes. Okay. Um, and even if they I mean, disappoint here and there. If you take a longer term view, it's, 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 it is one of the consistent. So take values. advantage of the uh, yeah. share price slide. Yeah. That's been through. Okay, let's recap the uh, first five stocks. Uh, tech One was our stock of the day, and the two were uh, Tech Fanboys have it as a hold at the moment, only because of the price. If it dips back to around that $10 mark, which it does regularly, put on your watch, so it gets back to that level, then load up. Uh, EBOS a hold from both Steadfast, a buy from Rudy, a hold from Mark. Uh, Hub24, a hold from Mark, a nibble from uh, Rudy. He thinks he can get in at this stage, but he thinks there uh, will be a share market downturn next year, another leg down, that's when you pick it up. Uh, Breville, a buy from Mark, a no from Rudy, and a reverse on West Farmers, uh, a buy from Rudy, a no from Mark. Um, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction growth fund as picked by the investment committee, most recent committee meeting on the platform, osbiz.com. Uh, at that meeting, um, Interdeck pivot was removed, seven group holdings added to the portfolio. Minres trimmed the holding of Minres, uh, and that trimming was used to increase the weight in JB Hi-Fi and Wes Farmers. Um, since the first so of they March. disagree with you too, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got outvoted. Uh, got outvoted. I, 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 on I voted for not trimming Minrez. It, it was a big discussion, and uh, you can bring it up at the next investment meeting uh, because well, we so, it off if we'd so, it. so <laughs> far in the month, <laughs> right. you're quite right. Um, although West Farmers has gone up as well okay, in the last okay, month. Okay. Um, so the whole portfolio up seven percent since the first of March. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders.
made us the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools. Plus, our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Um, let's take a look at the next five stocks for this half hour. Uh, we've got Coles, um, United Malt, Costa Group, Regional Express, and AA Co. Um, Charlotte wants a view, Rudy, on Coles, Coles, the big supermarket chain. Yeah. Woolworths is the better operator. Woolworths is also trading at a premium. But um, um, at this point in time, I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not negative on Coles at all um, for the simple reason that we're, we're looking at uh, the, the general context for next year. Um, I think um, consumer spending will come under pressure. Uh, of course, that will also translate into pressure for supermarkets. But supermarkets, I mean, we still need to go there yep. right, for for a daily for a daily yeah, uh, food. Just to and, exactly. Uh, um, so I think uh, calls will, will will perform relatively okay. The share price probably might might perform even better if the market gets all all defensive again and uh, we have to sell out on the more risky stocks. Um, so I think you, 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 you can buy it here around $17. It's not too bad. Okay. It's, it's been higher, it's been lower. You get a, you get a reasonable uh, dividend yield as well. Coles v Woolworths? Oh, Woolworths. Okay. Yeah. It's just a premium valuation, but it is the better operator. Right. Um, uh, the speculation usually is when, when Coles, yes or no, can catch up yeah. uh, to Woolworths. But I would think in, in the long run, Woolworths wins that race. Okay. Uh, I <coughs> agree, Woolworths is definitely the better choice. Uh, Coles has only got four years of history. I know it's been right. there for a long time, but right. four years of listed. Uh, unfortunately for them, though, of those four years, they had a first year was good, which is, you know, it should be when you list, and then it went down, and yeah. then it's been dead flat <laughs> since then. So there's no EPS growth rate and no sales growth for the last um, three years. Now, you can, you can blame COVID if you like. but L- Locking down. Don't I, I don't, has Woolworths had any growth through that period? I don't know, actually, because I haven't looked. Oh, it's probably similar, yeah. I think. Anyway, there's no growth. So that's okay. Knowing that, mm. you then say, well, how much am I paying for it? What's my return mm. going to be? Uh, it's on a 22 PE, trailing PE, mm. which is mm. very, very high for negative, or sorry, uh, for a ne- yeah, negative 5% growth. That's what the six year average wow. is. But in reality, it's been flat for the last uh, three mm. years, no growth at all. So uh, we're showing it returning negative 3% a year of the current, and that's, that's because the PE is too high. Right. So for that sort of no growth, the PE should be a lot lower, it should be like okay. 10 or 8 or something. All right, so and you're not, not going to buy it for that because the, there'll be plenty of support in the market. Yeah. So if you're buying it on the basis, well, the price has been you know, often a lot higher. Well, that may work, but it's not something I could, uh, I could <laughs> yeah. process. Okay, not for you. All right, uh, Jeremy wants a view, uh, Mark, on United Malt Group, the fourth largest commercial maltster, they call a them, monster, in yeah. uh, uh, globally, uh, 13 processing plants, Canada, US, Australia, the UK was spun out of Grain Corp a few years ago. Um, um, very difficult because it's only got three years history. First yeah. year was good, then the last two years has gone down, but that's been through COVID. You yeah. don't like beer. <laughs> I do like beer, actually. I'm not allowed to drink it, though. Um, sorry, that's my case my wife's, my, my wife's watching. I never drink beer. <laughs> okay. Except after playing tennis and stuff like that, working hard and yep. hard days. Okay, um, it's on a P of seven. <coughs> on a P of seventy, uh, trailing uh, return on equity seventy seven zero, and it's a P right. of one point two. Yeah. So sorry, a return on equity of one point two. So this is not a profitable business, and we're showing EPS 
has dropped 54 percent you know over the uh, over the last two years now maybe that's all going to change i know nothing about the business because i've never looked at it mm. so i can't really comment other than uh we can't even come up with a calculation of a return and it'll right. be very negative okay ready there's a reason why i often say when when the company lists i i, I pay attention to the three or four first years because yep. that's when they really show their colors i mean yep. This company listed and it was really hailed as, as one of the few in the world in its, in its kind. Yep. Uh, it should have a very solid uh, business model because, hey, we drink, we're all drinking beer. Yep. And it's not like, I mean, that like volume-wise uh, that the whole beer market is, is shrinking or anything. It's, it's more of a stable industry anyway. Um, but what it has done since, since it listed, it has shown that it's very cyclical. And, and, and just like with all, all commodities, before you know it, uh, profits disappear and then and reappear again. Um, so in some years, these companies can, can, can quadruple their profits, but in the next year, it all disappears again. For that reason, I'm, I'm so not a fan of this type of companies because it always hits you yep. when you least expect it. And, 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 and more dramatically, it's seldom in management's control or their fault or anything. They just don't do, don't do anything wrong. It's just the market that yep. uh, does its thing. Um, so yes, now I've, I've seen the weakness and I've seen the, uh, um, I've seen the glory peeling off of the stock uh, over those three years. And uh, no, not for, not for me. And I would, I would think that for most investors, this is not just not the time. Don't okay. take And that slow slide of the share price is totally rational. Yeah, based on what they've done. Yeah. It, 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 totally it, rational. It's rational. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah it reflects. So often the market is rational. It's not yeah. always wrong. Yeah. When you see it's the other way, when earnings are going up like that, and the share price is going down, then you go, well, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next stock, and Mary is probably watching, going, are they talking about United Malt or Costa Group? Uh, Mary <laughs> wants a view on Costa Group, um, which um, basically provides 15% of Australia's fresh produce market. They're... Um, into tomatoes, they're into blueberries, mainly through third-party growers from right around the world. Avocados. Avocados, yep. Yeah. Big as well. Nuts and, and berries and yes. Yep. Again, um, these guys Same are, as United the, these guys listed and they claimed at the time because uh, that they that they are less weather dependent and and more resilient as a as an agricultural company, which basically what it is. And they've also proven um, that that is not uh, definitely not the case. They've had some bad, so they've had some bad times. Um, was it in, fam- in, was in, a family in, business? Yes. Frank Costa, but, president but, of Geelong. But, but in Europe, there you see the, you see the, the exuberance when they first listed, yep. yeah. and that that ultimately came out of the share price. That in 2018, 2019, that's Moroccan competition in barriers, basically stealing their thunder in Europe. Yeah. Um, and subsequently, <coughs> we've also seen uh, too many people jumping on the on the bandwagon for uh, for avocados. So again, it's not always in their control. The competition, yep. when they see they're making high, getting high prices for their produce, now everyone is now excited because at some stage those companies will have better times ahead, and that's one of the reasons why the share price is holding up here. But again, what's well, had a good run the last month? Yes, yes, exactly. But I, I just, I just can't. But I'm not a big fan of companies really having no control of what happens with their markets. Not, yeah. not to mention that we can have another drought yeah. or another uh, rain Flood. season. That uh, yes, and it all, it all impacts. Yeah, absolutely. Not a big right. fan. I totally agree, and I think that the point Rudy's making there, where a company doesn't control its pricing, so that have, that's true of commodity stocks as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like uh, even management can be really good. 
and their earnings go. Phew. So <laughs> what we're looking for is probability right. with investing. We're looking. I'm putting capital at risk. How certain am I? Hang on, hang what on, return? hang on. Minres fanboy. Yeah. You'll say uh, that's a commodity stock, is it? it Mineral is. resources. It, well, yes and no. They are. Uh, All you this it's, 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 it's our big exception ah, <laughs> to the world. Right, okay. And the reason is we've been investing in it for a long time as a mining right. services company, which ah. he st- Chris Ellison still sees himself as a mining services yes. company. Mm. In fact, in his latest uh, uh, reports it's, and so on, he'll often develop assets and sell them. Mm. His core business is mining services. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. I'm willing to go with that. Yeah. Okay. So getting back to um, good comeback, cost yeah, group. No, okay. very good. We are rational, but you know, sometimes yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, cost group um, agriculture is very difficult mm. in Australia. I don't. Know, can you think of it, really, Can you think of one that over time has generated? Well, this hasn't been that good either. Mm. Time, if you look at it, no, it okay, no. what's the return over time? Not right. not the occasional yeah. peak. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, like, right. oh, it does really well for two years. I'm talking about yeah. you invested in it for ten years. What's yeah, your return? But no. but not grain corp, not elders. High inflation. Food stocks have no, to no, the theory, agricultural that's, that's stocks. The problem. Yeah, but you, you look yeah. at it, you think it should it should do really well. Yes. No, but food, f- f- agricultural products have very short cycles. Yeah. So, for example, you saw that with with with, uh, with with Costa. If, for example, if berries all of a sudden gets expensive, yeah. you can within six months or twelve months, there's a lot of berries on the market of because everyone goes, wow, look how much you get for your produce. Yeah. And the same happens with oranges, with apples. Okay. So it's it's very short cycles. And then the mm-hmm. demand changes too. So mm-hmm. as as they're in short supply, the price goes up. So yeah, exactly. there's, there's a response, but also <coughs> you know whether you can, when when you have a really good season and you get a fabulous yeah. crop, how long do blueberries last? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know if you can, if you, it's the price they go down yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. exactly too difficult. Anyway, the other problem yes. with them is they've got a very high debt levels. Um, their, their debt to equity is 119%. We have a maximum of 75. And their debt to market cap, which is another way, a good way of looking at it, is 60%. Mm. Now, 60% wow. is at a level where banks go, <laughs> you know, mm. as far as them being able to borrow any money. So what that means is they, I would argue, makes it very difficult. If potentially if you have a problem and you want to raise money. Well, you're, in the, you're in the pressure end of the... The, the, uh, the costs to service the debt are going up. Yeah. The costs to service the debt are going up big time, which is the other thing you're looking at. Good point, Rennie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So two leverage. Well, that's that's going to take off their earnings. The currently the okay. earnings they've been all over the place. So I can't. It's not stable enough to. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. All right. Okay. John wants a view. Um, Buffett disciple on regional express holdings, uh, which yeah. is the well, Buffett, re- Buffett, regional Buffett, airline. Buffett's funny actually because he, he's he's lost money every time he's invested in airlines. And, and, and always and says airlines are a great, great way he to said, he said lose he, money he, but invest. Well, he said that the, uh, the, the it they would have done investors a favour if when the Wright brothers flew their first plane, that someone shot it down. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he joked. And he also said he had a, he paid for a service like a lifeline service. So whenever he, whenever he thought about investing in airline, he'd ring the service and they would talk him down. <laughs> yeah. And yet he still bought into uh, the airlines uh, before yeah. uh, COVID and lost yeah. the billions. Anyway. Um, Rex uh, have obviously gone through the ringer you know, with uh, COVID, mm. yeah. but I had a look at it before then, and before then, before COVID, to take COVID out of it, uh, earnings are totally flat you know, mm. for seven years. Airlines are high, highly capital intensive, complex businesses, and they run the risk of fuel prices going up, which they are at the moment, and so on, mm. plus irrational competition sometimes. And Qantas has a habit of, we'll, we'll, we'll do things to hurt Small, like we'll just drop, the, we'll drop the fares yes. on that flight, yes. you know, yeah, where yeah, to, yeah. to exactly. their bus. Sorry, exactly. No, they're, they're, they're commercial. They are. <laughs> so, yeah. um, they're bullies. The, the, yields, the, the yields at the moment, 
on airlines yes. is astronomical. Oh, yeah, yeah, because remember, because the prices have collapsed, and, and yeah. look, at, look at what's happening with Qantas at the moment. I mean, I, mm. we, I, did, I had a call with Jamie mm. Ferris from uh, Corporate Travel the other day, we yeah. had Q&A, and he was saying uh, United is now running flights from Brisbane to uh, San Fran for 6,000 business class. Yeah. Qantas is 20. Yeah. Plus yeah. thousand. So uh, what's yeah. cracks are starting to happen yeah. with new supply uh, coming right. on. Okay. So the, the mm. days of this rogue gouging are going yeah. to be over soon, I hope. Right. I, also, I also think people have this, coming out of lockdowns, they have this need, like you want to go somewhere. And they're probably thinking Europe, Japan, US. They're probably not necessarily thinking, let's go to re re regional New South mm. Wales or regional Queensland, which is more the Rex territory yeah. than, than, than Qantas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of Rex's stuff is commercial. You know yeah. where they're doing fly FIFO things and subcontracting yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and they do pilot training. They do. There's a lot of stuff in that business. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's bad. But it's just that if you look at the earnings over time, they, they don't get the they've same. Been, they've been flat, yeah. but when they go down, they really go down. Yes. Yeah. So they were making 15 cents a year, say, for a couple of years. Then they made 30 cents a year in 220. Mm. Then it went down to zero, and then minus uh, eight mm. cent, 80 cents. Mm. Yeah. So they lost Strange more in one year than they yeah. they made in four years. Yes. Oh, up for you. My, my favorite one is um, how do you become a multi-millionaire in, in the airline industry? It's very easy. You start off as a multi-billionaire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Branson. Branson, <laughs> yes. Branson said that. that yes. yeah. Start as a billionaire. Um, the, the other thing I would like to put forward here is people always try to go into a sector and then find like some minnow small player that is also in that sector. I'm a very big fan of basically seeking out the market leader. And, and Mark has already uh, touched yeah, upon that. During it. COVID, though, you would have gone Alliance, wouldn't you? They're the most profitable, get air. No, no, the yeah. most profitable yeah. airline yes. in the world well, during COVID. Well, yes, they? but that's a brief <laughs> time. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I would, if you if you want to go in the sector, you just go with Qantas. I mean, yeah. And and you've seen that in in this year's numbers, they do get the number. I mean, it's it's amazing that they all of a sudden they, they can make they can make a billion in a year, and and of course in two or three years time they might lose a billion a year. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it's more of a I think it's more of a trade. Absolutely. Yeah, rather than I mean, saying, it's, it's, which, it's, which uh, is there's, not There's no longer, I mean, yeah. the accountancy is, and, and et cetera, yeah. there's no, I mean, they now, uh, at the moment, have the, have the big wave <coughs> un underneath the wings, pardon the pun, but yeah. I, would, I would go for Qantas, not for, for okay. X, and, and it's too. So you would still, uh, you'd go for Qantas, though? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not investing in the airline industry, right, but okay. just in, in, right. in the theoretical no, sense, you go for the market leader. Okay, but if you want to get into airlines, if you did, which is... A no from Rudy, you'd go Qantas. Yes. All right, our uh, final stock, I just reckon, is a great story more than anything. Jacob wants to be on Australian agricultural company, the big Australia's beef company, yeah. goes back to 1824. What a history. Yes. Um, feedlots and farms covering 7 million hectares or 1% of Australia's land mass. Yeah. And how many cows have they got? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw right. that. I was just trying to look it up again. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was oh. like three and a half million or something. I would think oh, millions. Yeah. It's millions. Yeah. millions. Yeah. Wow. More, 6.4 million More than hectares. we have sheep in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. <laughs> uh, 3.4 million head of, head of cattle. Cattle. In Queensland. Um, two things here. I, I read a report by the Rabobank recently, and they are predicting that the US will have a shortage in, in beef. Oh. And it has to come from somewhere. So it is yeah. well possible that uh, Australia might be amongst the beneficiaries here temporarily i mean yeah. i personally i can't imagine the u.s falls a shortage of beef but anyway mm. maybe that's the case yeah? yeah um but on the other hand we we are still in that agricultural sector and um i mean this company used to get a lot more attention than 20 years ago yeah uh, on a relative basis it, it, it 
I think it was in the ASX. Yeah, was it a definitely in the that, and definitely in the two hundred, maybe even yeah. in the one hundred at the time. Was I think. Was Accord involved in it? Yeah, it's, I think it's so. only one billion market cap. Yeah, and at the moment, yes, yeah. but it used to be <coughs> much more yeah. important. The problem with this company is, and it's all accountancy. So yeah. I mean, there's so much account that you, you <coughs> can practically not predict what the outcome will be next year because this is not simply about we have a cow and we cut it into pieces and we sell the meat. That's not right. how the, that's not how the profit line works here. Yeah, right. You have you have smaller ones, bigger ones. There has to be a price put on them, so you have to make future projections. And of course, you get you get the input, which is the feed. I mean, yeah. which, which weighs on your margins as well. So this is all accountancy, on top of, of course, a, a very opaque market as is beef. Yep. I mean, so for me, and it's agricultural. And so for me, that's again. So like and I wonder whether there's right? property revaluations in there as well. Man, that because might actually millions, that might, millions yes. of hectares, yeah, 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 and there's yeah, probably that yeah. too, which, to just to support Rudy's yes, argument. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty certain there is. They okay. revalue the land and stuff. Okay. Like well, that. I agree with all of that. The only thing I'll say in its merit is that it's on a P of 9.9 on, on the current <laughs> earnings showing. So it's actually quite yeah. cheap. <laughs> and what that's showing as a return is negative five on margin of safety and 22 plus on default. Mm. Why wow, is that such a big range? Well, the reason it's a big range is because of the instability of the earnings and it mm. dropped. But, but it's mm. actually the earnings are mm. over six years, they've actually down 21%, but they had a big drop in 2019, not COVID, before COVID. Um, and then, then mm. they've come up. And, and you know, you, look, if you want to have a bid on agriculture at the moment, at least this is at the right price point. Yeah. And, and it's at least the United States wants yeah. more beef. That's right. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, everybody wants more beef, don't they? So, no. Except the greenies. No, I say, no, I'm going to say it's a buy if you... If a buy? Not for me, okay. but if you want to have a bet in agriculture, it's, a, it's at least it's the, odds right. in, the odds are in your favour because of the, the low price. Okay. For, for, All right. For everyone else who wants to lose their money in agricultural stocks. Yeah, generally, yeah. Buy. <laughs> we did Tassel. Uh, we did Tassel in detail. Oh. And it was, it was like, yeah, too hard. Uh, Tassel was delisted today. I was yeah. <laughs> I can't the, uh, no, no, because we, we, we were I'm glad we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, no, a historic did. day. Wow. Um, all right, let's recap <laughs> the uh, the final um, five stocks. Coles, um, a yes from Rudy, but he prefers Woolworths if you go, go in supermarkets. A no from Mark, and he prefers Woolworths as well. Uh, United Malt, a, a no for both. Uh, Costa, a no. Regional Express, a no. Uh, AA Co, a no from Rudy. Uh, Mark doesn't like ag stocks to start with, but if you want to pick an ag stock, this is uh, priced reasonably well. Would that be a fair yeah, summary? Yeah. Excellent. All right. Rudy, Philippic Van Dyke, good to see you. Thank you kindly. And all the three of us like beer. Yeah, Maybe not the malt, but we don't like Don't invest beer. in it, just yeah. support them by drinking yeah. the product. Yeah. But I don't drink it from FN Arena. <laughs> oh, yes. Why can't you drink it? His wife is watching. Oh, his wife oh, is watching. Okay. That's why his wife is yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Mark Mullen from Team Invest, <laughs> always a good guy. Uh, does the right thing, sticks by the rules. That's right. Mrs. Mullen. Right. I do as I talk. I do as happy wife, happy life. I do yeah, as I talk. Exactly right. Uh, if you'd like uh, me to put some of your stocks to our expert panel on any day, just put them in an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at Ausbiz TV handle. You can see all the stocks in the calls portfolio at osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Uh, coming up on Small Cabs, Glenn Elith, Chief Executive of iCollege, tells us why he is so optimistic about the future as international borders open. That's our show for today. Small Caps is next. Don't go away.